With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Let's get ready. It's showtime, folks. Bradley Cheese, my favorite one. Here on BZ, has some fun. Say your theories put to test. Won't you call some more? Jay talking. Jay, they're wonderful people. With Bradley Jay. Hey, we're going to nip this in the bud. I don't care what time it is. We're going to go talk this thing out. WBZ News Radio 1030. WBZ, you're Jay talking. We're live midnight to five. We are with Chef Joe Nelson of Mass Cannabis Chefs. And they consider themselves to be the premier infused dinner party chefs. He's, he works with partner, uh, Chef Patrick Mulcahy. Patrick's not here, so we're with Chef Joe Nelson. How do you do? I'm doing good. How are we doing today? Great. I'm going to give a description of what you do, and then you'll give yours. Sure. Yours will probably be more accurate. Mm-hmm. But um, folks, some folks, different folks use cannabis for different things. Some people use it for medicinal purposes, others for recreational purposes. But there, there's yet a high, uh, another version, and that is uh, infused dinner parties. And you perform a service where... You work with someone who's putting on a party to set up marijuana-infused dinner, and it's not just a rubber chicken. You're you're a high-end chef, which makes it premier, mm-hmm. but also a cannabis expert, and you meld the two together, and you come up with uh, mass cannabis chefs. So why don't you give me the version that you tell people? All right, so I guess when, when people ask us what we do, I tell them that we take our passions and we, we, we bind it together, kind of like what you just said. We are, we are high-end chefs. We combined have over 30 years of experience in uh, fine dining and otherwise. Me and my partner have been in, you know, we've run the gamut of different restaurants and different styles of food, but we've uh, specialized in fine dining for a long time. Wanted to find something cool to be able to do with that that didn't involve restaurant life and so we came up with this, and we we decided we. Uh, How long have you been doing it? Uh, a little over two years. We actually just had our two year anniversary in December. Is it going well? Uh, going pretty well, yeah. Um, we've gradually been growing. Our dinners have been selling out, so I'm I'm happy. We've, How often do you do a dinner? We do dinner twice a month, every month. Uh, every month we'll we have two dinners that are open to the public anyway, and we're available for private events on so, top of that. So but you have dinners that people come to. Yes, sir. And you also cater events that people hire you to do. Yes. Ma'am. So you have two a month. That you put on, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll take a look at those separately. Yeah, and I imagine that you folks will have questions on this. Six one seven two five four ten thirty. There's a lot of inter- interest in cannabis, believe it or not, even in older demos who before would were afraid of it. The the newest and, rising demographic of use in across the country is the the elderly population, and it seems to be that CBD, the popularity mm-hmm. of CBD, is a bridge for them that made them understand that. Cannabis-related substances mm-hmm. are, are not the devil. It's not, it's not. It's not all a drug. Like the CBD is, like, like you say, is the big thing. It, uh, we actually just had a lady last night who was at our. We had we had a dinner last night. 
which is part of the reason why Patrick's not here. We were up, we were we were really really late last night, and then you know crazy things at the restaurant. But uh, she came, she had hit me up previously and messaged me to tell like talk to me about coming to dinner and was telling me that she doesn't like to get high. She does not want and she doesn't like THC. Like she's not a fan of being high. She right. she uses CBD for some arthritis pain or something along that line. And her and her husband were foodies. Her husband uses cannabis. He he smokes. He 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 enjoys the getting high. But she did not. And she had expressed like nerves around. Yeah. You know, being in the being at the table and getting high, being around people and everything. And uh, it, but she would made made it very clear that she wanted CBD in her meal because she was very much she she liked the CBD. She's very very good with how it's affected her. And it, she's like saying how it how it changed her perspective on on on, on cannabis. All, all things it, cannabis. Yeah. Because yeah. she she used to give her husband a hard time. About about smoking weed, she was just always just give him a hard time about it because it was, you know, it's something he'd been doing for a long time. But you know, it wasn't what she liked. She, you know, she dealt with it. But uh, okay, so as a chef, yes, I mean, you deal with foods and how the foods go together. Mm-hmm. But when you in, you introduce cannabis, mm-hmm. that that sort of changes thing. There are certain properties in cannabis and what you have to do to it to make it work mm-hmm. in food. And that has to work with the food. Yeah. So I guess the question is, how do, do the particular properties of cannabis affect how you uh, put together a meal as a chef? Um, everything about the cannabis is really going to affect how our meals are going to flow. So, like, depending on what we're working with, which which strains we're able to work with, we're able to be working with at the time, we may, you know, choose to have something that's complementary flavors or that that'll that'll work with it or we may choose to use strains that will will not have a flavor that'll show up you know that's a so sometimes you use it to add to the taste sometimes, sometimes i neutral. just yeah exactly sometimes i leave it as a neutral flavor so that you don't taste it that's actually a a big thing for us is that the cannabis doesn't is it, it's not the central focus of the evening like it's a big part of our events obviously you know we're the mass cannabis chef so Cannabis is obviously a major, major thing for us, but it's not the key feature of the evening. The key feature of the evening is the food that you're eating. Uh, that's it's the meal is what's important more so than the cannabis. So you know, I don't. I think about old edibles back before concentrates were a thing. Like when you would get like a, like a cookie or a brownie, and oh, you'd oh, there your friend would tell you, oh, it's really, really strong, and then you'd take a bite out of it, and you'd be like, oh yeah, it's it's really strong. You'd it'd be gross. It would taste disgusting because right. the cannabis flavor overpowered the the brownie or whatever it was that it was in we don't do brownies by the way not even not even close but you know uh, for the viewers out there listeners sorry yeah that how that goes but um, so can uh, regardless but yeah it's uh the we we want the the food to be the main focus we want high-end food to be the focus of our dinners give so, me an idea of some of the dishes you make um I'll, I'll pull up the menu. Food me, wise, yeah. Just so at the last dinner last night, what, well, what, what was... last night was a was a little bit of a difference for us because it was our vegan taco night. We uh, we do themed menus. It's always something something different for every for every every dinner. We change two menus every month, and we've rarely done the same thing more than once. Uh, we, well, we, during the break, locate them. Uh, I have menu one, I have one right here. Oh, you I have, do? I have okay, right, go ahead. right on the phone. So, so, so last night. We did a bunch of tacos, uh, so that wasn't anything super crazy. But uh, our next menu is actually one I'm pretty proud of. I, I, I really like this one. It's called Pastries on Display. Uh, there's seven different types of pastry dough, and uh, so I chose four different dishes that use utilize different types of pastry dough in the dish themselves. 
So spanakopita, it's a Greek 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 spinach pie. We're gonna do it a little bit, not not quite a pie style, more in like the triangles you might see if you got them at the grocery store, like almost samosa style. Yeah. But they use this phyllo dough, which is a type of pastry dough. Uh, we're gonna do pork pies, which is a uh, a British thing, a British kind of UK type thing. It's a hot dough, usually like a hot pastry dough. You kind of hand form it with while the dough is hot around like shredded different types of pork inside. I'm gonna serve that with a uh, Dijon cream sauce. Delicious. Uh, beef Wellington is going to be the main course on that one, which beef Wellington in the traditional style, which you won't get at most restaurants because most restaurants won't put pate in the duck cell. Uh, pat, pat, the pate is chicken liver, uh, chicken liver pate or duck liver, whichever you choose. Uh, that's usually what is mixed in with the mushrooms. That's kind of in the paste that's around the beef. And then in the pastry, like the, the rough puff pastry, which is kind of a mix of puff pastry and, uh, Sorry, but yeah, it's a mixed pastry that so it won't poof too big. It just okay. kind of. And then the fourth kind of pastry is the dessert. Uh, the fourth kind of pastry is coming in the dessert. It's puff pastry. It's uh, we're doing a French dish called milfoy, uh, or in or gâteau de milfoy. It's uh, the cake of a thousand layers or a thousand leaves. The in the original one, there's multiple hundreds of layers of pastry in each layer of this like graham cracker looking shaped like thing with uh, cream and fruit inside. And it's just a beautiful dish, uh, icing on top, just well-designed. It's a beautiful dish. And it's, um, it's, it's, I'm starting to make pastry next week because I know how much different types of pastry dough and how right. much of the pastry dough I'm going to need to do this dinner. How does it go? People, uh, how do they find out about it? How do they sign up when they get there? What's, how do things work? All right, so, I got, so you almost jumped the gun a little bit there. So a dinner starts before anyone's buying tickets. Uh, for us, you know, a dinner will start for us probably a couple weeks before anyone ever ever gets to buy tickets because we have to plan it all. It uh -huh. starts with finding location, and then it comes to creating the menu, which are, you know, obviously the biggest, most important parts of making an event happen is having the plan. How do you find but, the location? But, what, what, how, how do I you have, decide? I talk to lots of people. I have lots of friends and just people who have reached out to us that have come to events or heard about our events. Our events are hosted at private residences just because um, the way social consumption laws work at this point in time, um, consumption is only legal on pri at private residences. Uh, I'll preface this by saying that everything we do is 100% legal. We follow the laws as they're written to this day. Uh, we we use the laws to the way that they're written. We we just we follow it to the T. So uh, you have it a private residence, but there will be people buying tickets. So there'll be people, strangers coming to a private 100%, residence. 100%. So whoever, so, so part is on, of that, whoever has the residence is on board with having strangers come in there. Yes, home. 100%. Part of that, though, we, um, to out of respect for our hosts, who we do have, cause it, because it is a private residence, um, addresses are kept private until, late the night before the event so there's no your their their addresses aren't just out there floating nobody knows where they're going really until Do you throw them a few bucks to make it worthwhile we make it worth every we make it worthwhile for our hosts uh, we we have we have deals with all of our hosts to make a to make it worth the while for anyone okay. who's uh who's coming so you choose a place and so, then... we, so we pick a place we pick a menu that's you know first thing then we will release the menu online somewhere um on what on social media on our website what is your website? Um, www.masscannabischefs.com. Uh, masscannabischefs.com. Yes, sir. Google Mass Cannabis Chefs. Yeah, we're the we're there. the we're the biggest ones that come, we're the only ones that come up. Uh, if you if Good. you Google infused food in Massachusetts, we're the ones that come up. If you search infused things to do in Massachusetts, we're the ones that come up. Uh, mass Cannabis Chefs. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so um, you know, at that point, you know, menus are out there. We will put out our newsletter at the beginning of every month, which you know sends out the menus, any, any kind of extra events that we're doing that month. 
And uh, also, it leaves you with uh, 10% discounts on tickets. So sign up for the newsletter. You'll get discount, okay. t- discount tickets. And then you tell them, we they will find release out, the, uh, the address at the last minute. They know the town. They yeah. know us. They know a town or city where it's going to be. They don't have an exact address. That so makes they it know, kind of fun. 100%. I come from the music culture. Um, I grew up with when... when uh, when raves were really fun and you had to go on like crazy quests to find things. Like I remember hearing those stories as a kid and like hearing about how you'd have to like get this clue and you'd go to this place and then there'd be like another clue to like go to this place and then you'd get another clue and that place would have like, you know, eventually you'd get the address and you'd have to go find it. I would hear these stories as a kid. That was just super cool to me. And so when I was thinking about how we would do this, that was just kind of like the way I always thought about it. I thought that would be really neat, uh, a neat concept. And it also, it, it works for the safety of people and are involved. It doesn't, it, it, it keeps people right. comfortable. It allows you. How host, many people? Uh, 20, um, it's a sliding scale. Uh, we max out at 30 though. Generally between 20 and 30 people. I'm, sure, I'm guessing it's expensive. I'm um, sure it's worth it, but it probably costs a few bucks. Like a couple it's, hundred it's bucks. It's not cheap. Hundred to hundred fifty generally is where we're at for okay, um, for, our pub, top, for our public top, events. Yeah, top top. Yeah, you're getting the best food. stuff. You're getting the best of the best. You're getting uh, you know drinks are included. No alcohol because you know that's not legal. That's you need a different. There's a license for that yeah. that we don't have. Liquor licenses are expensive. So, so things but, to um, drink are included. Pl- drinks are included. You'll have. You know, a lot of people, new people. We have live art going on at every event, whether it be live glass blowing, painting. Um, we had graffiti artists last year. We've had music. Uh, we have we have live art. I'm I'm big on live art. Live art is part of the experience. Yeah, part of your, it's a full on experience. You know, we have we have full on service staff. We're you're essentially coming to a restaurant. Did you have a, a DJ ever? Um, I've never had a DJ. No, m- music you is actually be the something. DJ, right? Yeah, essentially, we have music. Who needs that a play. DJ? We play music. Like I have, we have music plays at every event. Uh, essentially, we 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 leaned away from music uh, and live music is pretty much because I feel like. It's a more Bands, of a dinner. It, it's it's less of a dinner when yeah. you have a band there like that. If it, depending on the music, it'd have to be the right kind of music. Yeah. I've okay. I, we just have, we'd have to find the right kind of music. But so, so going you forward, to- you know, they they you find out online where the tickets are. You go to our website. You buy the tickets through our website. You you'll get a confirmation email that says you know you'll you have your confirmation email. You you know you're you're on the list. You're good to go. Week of you know you'll you'll hear from us. You'll on the night before you'll get your address. Good to go. Show up at dinner between six and six thirty. Generally, we tell people Dress to code? Uh, be comfortable. I, I'm not going to tell anyone what to wear. I'm not. I'm not that much of a stickler. Okay. I'm not a stickler like that. I, I just want you to be comfortable. Okay. I, I want you to enjoy yourself and be happy. So, show up at six six thirty so that we can have our whole group in attendance by like seven o'clock. So that that point, I'll have you generally have everybody sit down. I will tell everybody not to leave their seats because the seat that they sit at is going to correspond with a number, which is going to correspond with their dosage eventually and which plate they which get. Which is customized. Customized to each person. I, got, I will then at that point when I have them all sit down, have that conversation with them about the fact that we do individual dosing because we are cognizant of the fact that every individual who comes out and decides to eat cannabis is going to have a different experience with it when it comes to dose and tolerance and how it affects them, whether they want it, don't want it, because we we offer a sliding scale. We the, the cannabis is not like I said, not the not the focal point, so it's not a necessity in dinner. We infuse everything at the point of service. So, food comes to dinner uninfused. It is only infused when we're putting that course out. We we spread things out throughout the meal, so you'll get like you know a portion of your dose throughout each course. So that way we can again help mediate the the dosing because some people aren't really sure about what they All want right, some say people don't know n- never eaten cannabis before mm-hmm. you have a meeting with that person what, yep. do you, what how will you treat them 
I treat them like I would treat anyone else. I, I want I want everybody to have a good so what time. You, I, I, what will you? By treating them, I mean how will you dose them? How I would I would suggest to them if they do want to have cannabis in their in their meal that we would start with a very low dose, with three to five milligrams maybe, and even then, you know, three mil, three to five right. milligrams at the most is what I would advise to someone who has never taken cannabis, eaten cannabis before or smoked cannabis before. We've had those people at dinner. We've we've had people show up that it's their first experience with cannabis, period, yeah. and they want to come and hang out with us and be at the table. I suggest to them that they do not smoke at the table. Do not, don't take anything that gets passed to you. Don't, don't accept joints if someone passes one to you don't 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 accept right. the dab don't if mess around off, with the dose yeah, don't yeah don't don't adjust your dose yourself if especially if you don't know or i, I suggest that to, to anyone who's on a low dose that doesn't necessarily have that experience with cannabis like that that's so not, you know edible cannabis takes a while to kick in that yep. means you have to really spread out your courses a lot we serve under a european style we do not serve an american style event uh american when you go out to eat at an american restaurant or american dinner you expect to eat 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 go you know eat as fast as you can get the hell out of there get out of there that's what they want they don't want you they don't want that they want you to go we don't want that i want you to enjoy yourself i want you to hang out i want you to relax chill get to know people so after speak course to, one you'll get up and hang around and well, hang on yeah you can get up and check out the art you can uh you know there's a lot of people around to talk to there's our servers are, are very personable they're, they're they're good people they're they're there to entertain as well they're there to converse with the guests get them anything they need take care of anything in between we have a lot of our sponsors that show up to dinners at well as well and they're very uh outgoing people we have a lot we have a lot of regulars that come that are very outgoing and like to get the new people involved and and like to talk up the new guys and uh it, it's it's a really cool thing to watch because at first the way we serve is at a family style table so one long table is what everybody sits at you so know, the food's all cooked i had uh, when you cook the food there's no cannabis in it nope nothing you infuse it at the last minute yep. by way of sauces you make sauces different they're different uh, among other ways but yeah sauces are one of the main things that'll be infused in there's you mix so it do you make a separate things. sauce for each person uh, because it have to have a different strength, or do you so change the amount of the sauce? Both. Uh, so we generally, depending on how it breaks down. Uh, so every group's different. the The doses that people are going to request is going to be different at every dinner. There's different types of people that have different levels that work for them. So we kind of establish groups on of like leveling and we spread because we're spreading it out so i figure i'm giving this much in this course to this group i'm giving this much in this course to this group so say you have i have to be careful oh very much so uh we we have everything broken down there's cards with numbers and dosaging and you know plates got to be correspond with the cards and people have to correspond those cards and those plates with the seat numbers outside it, it's a it's very there's a lot that goes into making sure that nothing goes wrong it's a lot to make a lot goes into making sure that the people get the correct dose. Yeah, to getting what they well to get what they ask for because this to like me and you are sitting right next to each other. You have a hundred milligrams. I have ten in right. my in my dose. Our plates get switched. That's no good. That's your our, our your both of our experiences are drastically changed at that right. point. They can, you can have multi-courses infused or maybe just the one, depending on... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, depending what on what dosage, your dose is. What your be. dose is. If you're a beginner, you might just want the one yeah. in the... In the beginning, yeah, we well, we would if we're gonna do it like that. We, if we're gonna give with the lower doses, we like to give it to them earlier in, because if it's not enough or you want more, we're able to increase that later. But also, okay. if it is like you know, maybe it's right where you want to be, or maybe if it if it happens to be you know if you don't know and it ends up being a little more than you want, there's ways we can help you with that. Or but then you also have time to kind of relax and and. Ride right. it out. As what are opposed, the ways you help people with that? Um, CBD is actually a great. Uh, it's it's not a cure. It, it's not going to help it finish fix the problem if you get a little too high, but it can help to mellow you out and relax you so that you're not like freaking out, which can happen if you eat too much THC. It can it can do that to you. It's not the not the, not what happens to everybody, but when you're not necessarily used to it or you ingest too much, that can happen. And. Which is why the the dosing in our conversations about dosing and our figuring out dosing is like very, very structured and is so important because we want everyone to have a really good time. So after each course, you go to each customer or each guest and you talk about the food and you talk about the infusion as well. Uh, yeah, well, well, after every course, I'll come out. After every course is served, I'll come out. I'll explain to them what, it's, what is on their plates, what their course is, what the dish is. They all should generally know what's going on, but I like to describe the courses and kind of just explain little history and behind-the-scenes stuff about each course because generally when I'm putting these together or when we're creating menus, I, I like to do a lot of research on food. I learn a lot of history on food, on the on the history of the, of the dish itself, on where our produce comes from, things like that. I like to share all those details, but then I'll also include where, where in their meal they'll find their infusion there and just to help kind of give people the feel of what they're dealing with. When you... Eat cannabis. Yes. You stay high longer generally, right? Um, yes. It takes a little longer to get going, yeah, it takes and it long, lasts a little longer. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of high too. It's um, it, it's more body. You you feel it way more in the body before, like when you take a hit of a joint, a couple of hits off a joint, you're gonna feel that in your head almost like right away. You know, you 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 know that feel. Uh, when you eat cannabis, it's kind of slower. It, it slowly kind of builds up on you and. You know, it starts, you feel like tingly and, you know, you kind of like feel mellowed out. And then, then you'll kind of get that head high later on. So, yes, it it can feel like it takes a little longer and will last a bit longer. But low doses are, are not going to. Okay. It, it, it's all, that's all dosing at that point. My point is if a person is uh, used to cannabis and they have maybe, they, they have an infusion in every course, mm-hmm. it's, they must have to stay a while after the dinner because you don't want them driving. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a thing. We have, we we're set up in tents, so the tents are there for a while. People are welcome to hang out as long as they want. We do advise finding safe rides home, whether it be a designated driver, Uber, etc. We, we we advise that to everybody because obviously driving while high is not advisable. Uh, we advise them not to do that. It's not safe. Same right. thing. Same thing when you leave a bar. You know, you plenty of people do it. You shouldn't do it. But you know, we advise very strongly. Like, dude, don't don't drive home. Get an Uber. We'll help you get home if you need help getting home. Like, do you we have um? A thing that people have to sign absolving you of liability waiver. No, I don't. I, we don't. We don't do waivers at that point. It's a, It's all. It's all print. It's all written out everywhere. There's. There's print all over everything saying you know find safe rides home. We you know we you know the, the, we have disclaimers out there. We 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 could in theory I guess have a, a thing like that, but I've I've never gone that route. Okay. I feel like that's kind of that would be weird at a dinner party. 
So now let's talk about the catering that you do. Yeah, you'll private get, events. You'll, you'll get contacted by someone that wants to have a party. Yep. And they want to have a cannabis-infused dinner party. Yep. And they will find you probably through the website. Yep, word of the mouth. Web, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm, a lot of our, yeah, word of mouth or... You know, through one of the interviews that we've done, the articles that we've been written in, that's a lot of where we get. People don't just, like, find the website, I feel like. It's like they Google us, and then they'll read an article. There's, like, an article out going around out there of, like, the top five infused things to do in Massachusetts. We pop up. We're number one. What are one. the other four? No idea. Okay. I don't, I've never read the article. I don't actually know the article that I've, that's been referenced. I've just okay. I've heard of this article multiple times. So will these people tend to be well-to-do businessmen type of people? The people that are hiring us for private dinners uh, generally tend to be people that are doing pretty well for themselves. They are doing better off for themselves. Uh, we're not the cheapest thing on the planet. If you're hiring high-end gourmet chefs to come in and plan a right. meal with you and then put it on to your specifications and bring our whole staff and our crew and everything that we bring to an event. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's my next question. Mm -hmm. What do you have to bring? How, how Every, big is the staff? Um, my staff depend. My staff will, will change size depending on how big the event is, really. If we're talking 10 people, a 10-person event, I'm probably going to have me, my partner, my photographer, my dishwasher, and a server or two. So... Photographer. Six or seven people, yeah, roughly is my staff. A lot Five to seven people. Staging food shots? Uh, yeah, my, I have a photographer that takes photos of everything. He's our in-house photographer. He's been with us since our third event. He actually started as a food runner. He used to be one of my uh, one of my servers at an old re my last restaurant I worked at. He quit there, started working for us. He's been with us ever since. He didn't tell me he was a photographer at first. I didn't know that until like after his first after his second event when he. Uh, he saw us having someone else taking pictures, and he's like, hey, um, just so you know, I'm a, I'm a photographer. I, I do that. I've been doing it for years, and he's like, you know, I went to school for it and everything. Can you see some of his work at uh, Mass? Our, yes, sir, on masscannabischefs.com. If you go onto the website and you look at past dinners and you click on any of the menus, it will bring you to the next page, which is photos of all the food from all the past dinners. What's your favorite dish, favorite thing you've made? Oh, uh, I, I, I <laughs> that's know such a it's, hard it's one. It's <laughs> easy to say it's too hard to answer. Oh, but. no, I, I have, I can have an answer. I actually got asked this last night. It's a very hard one, but I had, I, it's okay. a hard one, but I had to answer this question previously. Okay. Uh, my favorite dish that we've made is off of our ramen menu, one of our ramen menus. I am, ramen's one of my favorite things on the planet to eat. How do you infuse ramen? Broth. <laughs> broth okay, right in the broth Bro ramen broth is heavily um it's heavy in fat there's there's so much fat there's fat layer Which in a ramen for broth. cannabis yeah, cannabis can be infused into fats sugars and alcohols any any of the three can can bind with cannabis so you bind it with a little bit of whatever fat is going into that dish mix so ramen is fatty broth uh, some of it i mean it, it all to an extent, I mean, broth is cooked out of bone, which generally leaves a fat, a little bit yeah. of a fat layer cooking out of there. Enough, enough to enough to infuse. Is yeah. all ramen salty? In some way, yeah. It's it's generally saltier than anything that you're going to find out here. That's yeah. uh, ramen is actually classified by the type of one of the ways it's classified is by the what is used to salt it. Uh, shio is just regular. So shio ramen is just like a regular table salt type salted ramen. A shoyu ramen is soy sauce uh, ramen. Then you have like a miso ramen, which is miso. Obviously. I just wish I can't eat. I don't like to eat salt, and mm -hmm. I just wish there was eat, a no. Eat a, shoyu, eat a shoyu ramen. It's done with soy sauce. It's not salt. It's, soy it's sauce salty. Is salt. It's it's not salt. It's salty. It's not salt though. 
It has a high salt content. High sodium content. Different. Sodium. Different. Okay. That's different. So what's the difference between salt, salt has and sodium in it? Salt. It, it, there's other things in so salt. So salt is, is sodium. Salt chloride. is sodium bicarbonate, I believe. Chloride. Is what chloride. sodium chloride. Okay, whatever. I think there's 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 so, different okay. things in uh, ions and weird crap and weird things in salt. There's there's weird things in salt that uh you know I don't know it's it's different. No no doubt sodium is not good for you, man. I'm not gonna say like lots of high sodium is not great okay. for you. I gotta go to a, a ramen place and you, check it out. You gotta go to a ramen place and you want to go somewhere that'll serve you a tonkatsu ramen. Uh, you want it's 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 a, it's more heavy. It's I would say it's less fatty and more rich due to the style of broth that I mean, less salty and more rich. It's gonna have a high salt con higher salt content than what you're used to, regardless, just because that's ramen. But it will be more on the richer, meatier flavor you side than the salty side. Pho. Yep. Pho <laughs> is uh, Vietnamese. Vietnamese mm -hmm. huge things. I didn't mm -hmm. realize how much salt oh. was in those things. Oh, yeah. I was getting a bowl that had like a gallon. Mm -hmm. I'd eat it three <laughs> times a week. So I was getting way too much salt. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's the it's 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 just the way that they serve it out there. Like a lot, even in a lot of American restaurants around here that will serve ramen, it's not served always as salty as it would be if it were in Japan. Uh, it it's they they just like their ramen very salty. It's just the way that it is done. Talk about how your service fits in with the legal code. Um. So yeah, that's a that's a thing. We we try very very hard to make sure. I'm constantly checking with laws and lawyers to make sure what we do is legal. Um, we when we started, we started two years ago, December fifteenth, two thousand sixteen. The day that it became legal, in Massachusetts, recreational cannabis went legal, and it became legal to give away cannabis. So up to an ounce can be given away between people without money exchange. So we sell a service. We sell a service and we sell food. We are licensed caterers. Um, we have a, we're legally licensed caterers. We're a business. We do taxes, whole shebang. Uh, the way it works is with private events anyway. That the host is required to supply the cannabis needed. Uh, we don't we don't sell cannabis. That's not part of my job description. I, it's not legal to do. So you so. don't supply it. No, all you they, do is I cook and, and, cook and I'll it. infuse. I can infuse it. I supply a food. Uh, I supply a service and a skill that not everybody has. Is that addressed at all in the legal code? It just doesn't what? come up. Like, what, what is the cooking with like, third cook, parties? Um, infuse. I mean, I, cooking cannabis. That's probably. Just I, I feel come like up, that's. Right? Um, it's actually is. It's being talked about a lot right now. Social consumption is the, is the hot button issue with the CCC right now, and it's actually like the the hot, the social consumption and delivery services are the next big thing that they're really working on and going to have new regulations for. That's that's the next big thing right now. But um, until then, that's how that that's how the laws are written you you can't sell cannabis without a license I, they don't have licenses for social consumption which was essentially what we would fall under a one in three one to three day social consumption license is what we would be looking for it's surprising to me as an aside that they haven't licensed places like uh, coffee shops yeah that's because n now you either have to be home or out on the you know Outside, there's it can't no, be outside. No... It's illegal okay, to be outside. So <laughs> it's illegal to smoke outside in people, public. It makes kind of makes people break the law. Yeah, there people are put into a corner and kind of forced to do things in a gray area and outside of the realm of what seems like it should make sense. I mean, if we're out here trying to regulate cannabis like alcohol, and there's a bar on every corner and a liquor store on every other corner, 
but we can't have a pot shop near a school or have a social like a, a club that people can weird. go to and smoke. They're like, talking about more liquor licenses for Boston. I don't know yeah, if you read that. No, I, I believe it. I was I was just talking to a uh, a restaurant group in Boston. I won't name at this point, but uh, because of these new laws changing and like that, it's crazy. Like, I think there's enough liquor licenses. There's and they too have, many. There's they too many. Have <laughs> uh, coffee shops or cannabis consumption licenses. Mm-hmm. But they are work. It, it's coming. It, it, it is coming by 2000. By the end of 2019, early 2020, I think we will have consumption lounges. Uh, I want. I will address how our, um, our 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 public events are legal though, because those we there's a different way that we handle the infusion and the legalities of that because it is a public event and we are the ones putting it on. Oh yeah, um, so you're supplying it. Yeah, so what, what no, we're not supplying. Okay. I, I I still do not supply it. The, okay. the um we supply food and service. Uh, every when we come the to host. dinner the no, no that's that's private those are okay. private events. This is our public events, the ones that we put on every month. Okay. The ones anyone can come to. We have sponsors. Same as like large events have alcohol sponsors. You pay for the large event and the booze is free thanks to Budweiser, thanks to Sam Adams, whatever. You can right. have as much booze as you want or don't want. Okay. Same idea. We have local growers and extractors who are, you know, working towards getting into their legalities, right? Uh, that give us can't like ex- extracts to work with that we then are able to give to our guests. When our guests buy tickets, they pay one price. Whether they get cannabis in their food in any form or not, they pay the same price. How does and then this they help have the, the, uh, the sponsor? But just because you do tell their, their names are on their 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 brand logos get put on our on our uh, menus. They get their they get they get recognition for what they do. Uh, it's it's that's that's all they can. It's not a secret or anything. Right? No, not at all. Who I'm are not, some not, uh, sponsors? Uh, I can give you the company names: uh, uh, Methodology Extract, Something Better, uh, Concentrate Co. Uh, we deal with uh, M3 Consulting, who's one of our CBD sponsors. Just different companies that are working to get their their legal licenses. Some of these people are done consultations with uh, dispensaries, okay. things of that nature. So during the, la- the during the most recent break, yep, I said to you, be you know, as a longtime cannabis consumer, you probably don't mess around with CBD. But you said that's totally not true. No, <clears throat> Doug and Air will be. He's a CBD fanatic. You'll be uh, interested to hear what you have to say about that. You do, in fact, have CBD as part of your life. Oh, yeah. And there's a reason for it. And it goes back to the whole larger theory of my my uh, my, my own chain. My personal theories on CBD. I, I have a lot of theories in regards to CBD and THC in our, in our food chain and how that affects the human race as a whole, which I won't get into all that right now. But uh, essentially, like you say, CBD, I, CBD does play a large part of my life because – it was originally. It's supposed to be a part of our our, our nervous a part of our system. We have an endocannabinoid system in the human body that responds to THC and CBD to the cannabinoids that at one point was rampantly growing across the country everywhere. That's and the reason part, we have it because it was a natural part, part of, of the food, food chain, chain for years for, for for animals. We evolved that way. There was hemp growing, and animals would eat it, and, and then that would them. be in the meat. Yep, oh, and then we would eat the meat, and then it would get into us, and that's been going on. Forever, we've literally. That's why and it's, that's it's how we developed this endocannabinoid system. Exactly, and, and then now, when it became illegal, it actually we eliminated like part a, of our a diet. Deficiency, one hundred percent. I feel like that's a big reason we have a lot of the illness, a lot of illnesses and diseases that are seemingly cured by CBD and cured by cannabis. I feel like it's not a cure that it's really doing. It's reintroducing chemicals that are naturally supposed to be in your system and that it's are like like balanced. Dehydrated, and then you gave someone water, right? Exactly. That that's that's a personal theory of mine. There's no, I, as far as I know, there's no science backing that. I could be, I, as far as I know, but that's just a personal theory that I have. Uh, you also had said you wanted about the, uh, the what we had talked about earlier, the whole uh, 
THC unlocking the gates oh, thing. Yeah. So yeah, this, yes, uh, this fo- folks is about how a little bit of THC is necessary for CBD to work, and that in CBD, even legal CBD, there's a little bit of THC that kind of allows it to unlock. Although to be legal, it has to be under 0.03 percent of THC. Yeah, so that so that, go, you can you did a good job of painting the picture of that for sure. So uh, the endocannabinoid receptors in your brain, I'm, I'm no scientist, by the way, I'll, I'll, I'll preface that. Uh, this is the way it's been described to me by people who have much better understandings, people who are scientists and, and have better understandings. But this is the way that your endocannabinoid system works. Uh, the receptors in your brain that receive the CBD that you're, that you're looking to get into your system to affect your anxiety or pain or whatever you're looking to have it work for don't fit into the receptors. They don't open the gate to get into the brain. That CBD little, by itself. Yeah, CBD by itself. The cannabinoids by themselves do are not- too big. They're too big. They're too big for the hole. The or they molecule? don't. They don't fit the key. They don't fit the keyhole. The THC molecule is what binds to the receptor and opens the gate and allows the CBD to enter and do what it's doing. Which is why you said you felt when when you used just a little bit of, of, of regular, a little bit of THC in with your higher dose of CBD and that it you, way better. It made it feel like it was affecting you a whole lot right. more. And it, it's because it did. It allowed that high dose of CBD that you took to do its job. To do what it was meant to do, you just gave it that probably a higher boost of the THC more so than would normally be in a normal CBD product. So you're allowing it to get in that much better. We only have 60 seconds left. For those folks who want to study up more about CBD and cannabis in general, do you recommend any particular source? Like, is Leafly the web- website a good God, source? Don't, uh, Leafly has a lot of good resources, but it also has a lot of stuff that's not necessarily as good. Um, right now, if you're, if you're looking to learn about cannabis, you can check out, um, C3RN, their local scientists doing C3RN, the cannabis education, C3RN, their, their cannabis research facility. C3RN. Yeah. You look them up. They have a website with all sorts of information. They're good. They're good people. That's a friends of ours. You're good people too. Thank you very much for coming in and all the best to you in your entrepreneurial endeavors. Chef Joe Nelson of Mass Cannabis Chefs. Premier infused dinner parties. And you can go right on right, line right now mm-hmm. at uh, com and check out what it's all about. Yes, you can. You can get tickets or you can sign up for the what newsletter, find out what we got going on every month. We would uh, we'd love to hear from you all. All right. Thank you. WBZ. Also, if you'd like to share this by way of the podcast, you ought to. Thank you. Yes, please do. There you go. Another episode of the Jay Talking Podcast. Remember, you can always catch the show live. Every weeknight, starting Sunday, midnight to 5 on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. You can subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts and never miss an episode. And follow me on Twitter for show updates. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.